Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. Let's just take a moment to reflect on the current account uh, numbers that came out yesterday. Yes, Sikin, I mean, by no means disastrous at all. I mean, we did see a slight widening of the current account deficit to 2.1% of GDP for, uh, in the first quarter of this year. So you should probably put that into perspective. And that came from uh, 1.7% of GDP, 1.7% deficit, uh, current account deficit to GDP in the fourth quarter of last year. So a slight widening of that. Um, although if we look at the trade numbers, Sakina, we still recorded a net surplus in the first quarter in terms of the trade numbers. That's basically purely the amount we exported less the amount we imported, and that number still came in at about a 57 billion rand uh, surplus. So, I mean, that could be indicative of two things. One, um, you know, global demand is actually held up quite good into an economic recovery, and as a result of that, exports from South Africa have held up quite, uh, quite well. Um, and two, you know, it's a, a very, a very weak econ- local economic picture has resulted in very subdued imports uh, from South Africa for, for, for from the rest of the world uh, for South Africa. So, so Kina, all in all, the trade numbers remain quite positive. Um, you know, if we go back two years or three years or so, the trade deficit as well as the overall current account deficit was a major t- uh, headwind facing the rand. You know, and we saw the rand coming under severe pressure because of dual deficits we're running in our economy. Um, and you know, that seems to have structurally reversed a little bit over the last couple of quarters. So that has been quite positive. Um, you know, although we still and, and basically what pushed the current account number into negative territory is that uh, you know net income uh, transfers in terms of the amount government spends relative to how much it earns. So the budget balance, um, you know, that was still a negative contributor as the government uh, continues to spend, uh, you know, at a more accelerated rate in order to try and support. Um, economic growth, and, you know, there's a lot of debate happening about whether that's constructive spending happening, um, you know, and there's also, uh, so th- th- there was also some issues around, um, y- you know, for foreign account transfers, so, um, and, and, and the deficit that that contributed to the current account deficit, given the amount of foreign selling we've seen on, uh, in the equities on, on, on the JSE. So, Sakina, so all in all, um, you know, not really a market-moving number, but the takeaway from it is that the trade numbers are still positive. The government is still spending uh, more than they're earning in the first quarter. And, um, you know, the net foreign inflows into our financial markets um, on a net basis are still negative, although being offset slightly by inflows into our bond market. So all in all, 2.1% and a deficit relative to, to, to GDP. And indeed, looking at the UK, diverging fortunes there? Yeah, Sakina, I mean, if we compare the UK relative to Europe, you know, I think this is quite an important relationship to, to take hold. And, you know, there's been a lot of interesting analysis done um, in terms of uh, the, uh, investors' perception of risk in the UK relative to um, the rest of Europe. And, you know, one popular measure that's been used to measure these diverging fortunes um, is, the, is the yield spread between um, is the yield spread between Italian and German government bonds and what that's been doing, and that's purely a measure of risk sentiment uh, within Europe. And then the other popular measure that's been monitored um, is, the, is the, uh, the euro exchange rate versus the British pound. And what we've seen more recently is a very strong appreciation um, of, the, of the euro against the British pound. I mean, we're talking about uh, coming off about 75 cents, uh, 75 pence, or rather, should I say, versus uh, to, to, to um, one euro. And we've seen that come all the way up to 85 or, and, and you know, closer towards 90 uh, pence per euro. You know, so we've seen a very drastic uh, 
strengthening of the euro against the pound. And that's really been on the back of diverging political fortunes. If we look at Europe, there's still a lot of uncertainty about Brexit. There's a lot of uncertainty about the long-term impact that's going to have on the economy. And we discussed this at, at, at length yesterday, you know, about uh, what a decline in, in, in GDP growth for the UK actually means for tax revenue collections. You know, and with the number that's been put out is, uh, you know, every one percentage decline um, in in uh, in, in um, uh, GDP growth in the UK as a result of our hard Brexit uh, uh, could translate into 14 billion pounds less in tax revenue. If you compare this, uh, you know, very uncertain and cloudy political outlook for for, for uh, the UK at least until the uh, nego- the exit negotiations are concluded in November uh, next year. If we compare that to Europe, you know, we came into 2017 with a number of European elections on the horizon. I mean, if you look at uh, you know, the, the Dutch elections, the French elections, the German elections, possible Italian elections, um, you know, and a, and a fear of all those elections going far right, you know, that's obviously been uh, put to bed with, uh, you know, France going with a more centrist candidate, uh, with the Dutch going with a more centrist candidate, and by all accounts, uh, what seems like a German election, which is sewed up to go in favor of um, Angela Merkel later in the year. And if you look at what's been going on in Italy, um, you know, Parliament there has scuppered a call for electoral reform. So it seems like, uh, you know, elections in Italy will be pushed out just a little bit further. And, you know, on the back of that, we've seen improving risk sentiment in Europe. And we've seen, uh, you know, Italian bonds, uh, the, the spread versus German bonds, we've seen that spread narrowing, which indicates that, uh, you know, there, there's more risk appetite in Europe. We've seen the economic growth much drastically improving. Uh, we're seeing inflation numbers heading in the right direction. And we're pretty much seeing the opposite in the UK. As there's all this uncertainty around Brexit. So, Sakina, it seems like improving fortune for Europe versus, uh, you know, the very uncertain outlook for the UK. We've seen that play itself out in financial markets. Well, we'll leave it there for this morning. Nadir, thanks so much. Nadir Token, Investment Analyst at 274 Investment Managers.